All right. Hey, y'all. It is grab your wallet time. Uh, we've been having fun doing this show. We love you guys for supporting us. Those of you that don't support us, patreon.com is where you go give us the money to get us to these people or beers to these people so we can interview them. And John's got some t-shirts. So that's on stealthisbeer.com slash merch. Check that out. Either way, thanks for playing along. Can't believe we get away with this every week, Monday at five. about beer over beer by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. All right. Hey, y'all. It's five o'clock on Monday and we are stealing beer. I'm Augie Carton. Hey, I'm John Hall. (laughs) Hey John Hall, how the hell are you? You know, I'm I'm all right. Mm. Um, we have no Kennedy, but we have a Cass. Say hi, Cass. Yo. And our accomplice du jour is Fee Doyle of Beer Witch. Did I say Beer Witch right? Yes, Beer right Witch. On. That's right. Are there other pronunciations? Now, Beer Beer Witch is Beer <laughs> Witch is knowledge. the no. I didn't want to screw up the name. Like I, uh, the witch part. Remember, so Justin sent us beer from Beer Witch recently, and yes. I said, "Is it witch like Salem, or is it witch like which beer should you drink?" And he couldn't answer that. So it's, the witch part was where my focus was. Yeah. And it's then Salem, you know, absolutely, it is Salem. like Salem. Right yeah. So so going starting with the most important question you ask when you meet a beer witch is are you a good witch or a bad witch? Right? <laughs> That's what I learned from landing in Oz. <laughs> uh definitely a good witch. Uh right on. dispense liquids that uh improve the quality of life and that have alcohol in them. So I think and it's have, a good thing. <laughs> has certainly improved the quality of this show. Yeah, you said <laughs> just in the start of buying made beer our there. lives happier. Yeah. At some point, I'm going to have to check. Do you do you have the beers we're drinking, and do you know what they are? Because you're the person who's been telling Justin what to yeah. send us now that he's had this uptick in yeah. skill. Um. Yeah. Full disclosure, I I know exactly what the beers are. Okay. I, uh, Justin came in and got them from the shop earlier this week. So, I haven't so, I haven't tried them, but can I um, ask about this because I'm curious about Justin in the wild. And since he's not here to defend himself, this is the perfect time to get into it. But so when Justin comes in, does he just say, give me four beers? Uh, I need to make this, these guys' lives miserable. Um, or d- does he actually spend some time walking the shelves, like carefully trying to pick stuff out? Or is he just grabbing stuff off of your bargain rack, like in the front, uh, like on his way to the skate park? Like, how, like what, what is Justin like when he walks into your store to buy these beers what is justin like here we go uh he comes in and he he's definitely interested in finding something interesting and new um and he asked me specifically like we don't have a you know old bargain bargain fridge or anything like that so um but i guess he's if you could he'd be very attracted to it (laughs) especially if it was all barley wines Above nineteen yeah. percent, he loves to sabotage our Saturdays. All right, so he comes in and he 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 he's looking for recommendations, or does he have, you know, do you think he has themes in mind as he's picking out beers? 
That I don't know. I he's looking for recommendations. Um and I would it seems like um, you know, I'm a newer listener to your show. Oh well like I'm sorry. Welcome. About- yeah, thank you. <laughs> you know, you're out to find uh unique and or rare and or just things that are off the beaten path in terms of beers. So it's like, okay, what's what's interesting and what would I drink and that kind now, of thing. Let's stay on this tact for a minute. It's this won't be an all Justin show. But Justin's oh. been shipping us these beers for let's say a year. No, I don't think it's I don't think it's all of a year. I think we figured this out. There was originally us just doing pulls in our house, and that did not work because I kept pulling barley wine and killing myself. But um, there was a there was a unique and marked upturn in his skill set, which leads me to the question of when did you guys open, and when do you first remember seeing Justin, and are you guys the actual unique and marked upturn in Justin's skill set? <laughs> uh we opened in october um uh-huh, uh-huh, I, wasn't, uh-huh. I wasn't part of the first crew and i i mean i hadn't personally seen justin until uh i guess the last couple months but uh uh-huh, it uh-huh. like he'd come in prior to that but yeah um you know a new new tasting room craft beer bar right right at the beginning of park slope on bergen street uh so i love that you just worked that in that was excellent that was yeah. awesome just you did you did stealth, nail that stealth branding right yeah, there you're welcome. yeah nailed it <laughs> um you, you, how you've listened to enough shows to know that we're just not going to do that yeah we're so just, like that we're, was we're, that was really well done especially yeah. at the top of the show so wait one, yeah. one more time for the people in the back <laughs> uh, beer witch is a brand new craft beer bar and tasting room uh it is open in Park Slope, Brooklyn. Uh, it's very close to the Barclays Center. So uh, fun, high traffic area. But um, we opened in October in the middle of a pandemic. So that then layer Next of game open. seven tonight. It's going to be exciting. Oh. I wish I cared enough. <laughs> boy, I just, boy, boy, I just brought the show to a screaming halt there. All right. <laughs> You know the Nets left New Jersey, John. Not a lot of Bucks fans, huh? Oh no, that's why I'm rooting for the Bucks. Oh right. Oh yeah. Anyway, so I I really wanted there to be a tale of when you started them them pulling you aside. All right, so that's Justin. He comes in here. He only buys three cans of four different things every other week, and for some reason, it has to go Pilsner. IPA Pilsner barley wine. So there you go. Talk to you later. The thing um, though is that that probably doesn't even describe like their top twenty-five weirdest customers that walk through. Well, I, that's that's just you being bigoted against Brooklyn. I think Justin's weird in every situation. It's a peculiar way to purchase beer. I'll give you that. <laughs> Knowing a, I've met Justin in the past in in the beer sphere, so I you know had a had an inkling that. It was in the name of research. So. so you said you've been listening. I'm not trying to find out if that's true or not. But Wait, to this show or to drink beer, think beer? Nobody listens to that, John. Um, but I'm wondering, I'm hoping, I want there to be an interesting tale where there was something you helped 
Justin figure out to send to us that you then heard us drink blind. And if you had any, like, if there's a moment there where you're like, oh, fuck, Augie, stop, it's not a, or, or you know what I mean? Like, has yeah. any of that been revealed for you? Were you involved in any of the choices? And you were like, yes. yes. Okay, yes. tell us one of those. How'd that yeah. go for you? And was it what you hoped would happen? I hope. That's what I really want you to say, is that it went the way you hoped it would go. Yeah, I am um, the Collective Arts Earl Grey Tea Beer. Yeah, uh, I pointed yep. that out, and I—that was you. Oh, so yeah. it, see now, th- see John, I'm already right. It's not <laughs> Justin. He's not actually adding value. He's just channeling fee. Well, so, so, so I'm, fee, fee is the person behind the curtain at this point. Yeah, that's Justin's what I'm saying. Going back to going big smokehead. Going back to my going back to my Wizard of Oz. Are you a good witch, bad witch? She's a good witch, and she helped us defeat the man behind the curtain, the the big smokehead, Justin. Um, well, thank you for that. We love that beer. And not only do we love that beer, we learned that all of us seem to be quietly making tea beers and it took that beer to start that part of the conversation. Hmm. That was a lot of fun. So that if I remember right, and I never do, that was a Canadian beer. Yeah. Um, collective arts. They're originally based out of Ontario. Um, they're a few years old. I, uh, they're tea beers and they make some fun, like creative fruited sours. Um, but I like my personal palate. I, I really enjoy tea and beer. Um, and I, you know, Earl Grey is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. White, my favorite black tea. And, um, but you know, it's just sort of a throws a wrench into your traditional beer ingredients. I remember it confusing us. Yeah, it was super neat. So you said fruited sours, and we said Canada. So somebody can make a can that doesn't explode when you fruit a sour and ship it at 20 feet, Um, even though about 80% of American craft brewers have issue with that. How does, when a a distributor walks into you, the team at Beer Witch, and says, I think you'll like this, do you have any prejudices that, that have developed like that? Are you like, come on, dude, a fruited sour on our shelves from Canada, we don't want to mop raspberry syrup off the floor? Or how do they approach that conversation and make way for, for you to be like, all right, let's give it a shot? Well, I think there's an element of that. Um, I mean, I share tasting beers, sample beers with Krista Sobier, so she's the owner, proprietor of Beer Witch. Um, she's the main sort of buys the beer. Um, but with things like from out of out of country beers, you know, did the can make it safely? Is there are there any off flavors from poor refrigeration? Um, but like collective art specifically, they they have expanded they brew somewhere i think they brew in michigan uh so we and we might be getting those fruited sours that are brewed stateside um and then they were discussing opening a brewery here uh, but that was pre-covid so as of yet i don't i don't think it's materialized but um yeah i don't you know, we haven't oh. seen a fruited sour from 
Paris or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they would never, they would never put their beautiful fruit in beer. It belongs on the plate in Paris. Mm. Um, interesting, fun. So I guess we should start on beer one and then we can go back into it. I want, I want to talk more about, about what's going on in the mix these days and how you keep and guide focus to interesting shit like tea wheat beers when mm. being a Brooklyn place, I imagine a lot of people are like, but don't you have other half? Um, yeah. But we'll get to that. Well, First, yeah. let's talk about beer one. What brings us together on Steelers Beer is a candid conversation of beer, what it is and not what we wanted it to be, what it's doing and not what we thought it would do, and where it's going. Um, to facilitate that, John and I drink light out of black glasses. Fia has already told us that she knows what we're drinking and it might have come from her. Um, Cass, you have it or you don't? Cass just hit record and walked uh, away. No, I'm Cass here. Is, I'm just. Put the, I'm, put I'm the uh, bong down, Cass. Put the bong down and stop screaming in our ears. I'm watching drifting. No, I don't have the beers. You are watching. <laughs> yeah, at least he's honest. That's, yeah, he that's never what lies I like about it. I'm multitasking, man. I'm the fucking that's best right, at that. All right, John. <laughs> I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go first because I think I'm gonna be mean to it. Um, I might be mean to it as well. However, um. You mentioned before, I'm curious to now see what beer number two is, but uh, Justin's go-to move of Pilsner for beer number one uh, seems to be alive and well uh, on this episode. Um, but there is a, it is almost overly carbonated um, mm. and it's very harsh because of that uh, on, on, on the palate. And there is a, a greenness kind of vegetal, not even vegetal, but it's like just like a, a greenness to to the hops that I'm having a little bit of a tough time getting past, um, and then that translates into a slightly bitter finish um, that is verging almost like a little bit like sour. And I, I, are we drinking the can or the bottle? I'm drinking the can. Okay, I the, nothing you're saying jibes with what I've got. Cool. What do you got? Um. I guess it could be Pilsnery, but I would. My problem is when I smelled it, it smelled it smelled like an old Sierra Nevada pale. It's aggressively hopped, but there's but, a but, yeah. but stale, old, oxidized, aggressive hopping, right? Like that's what I'm saying. It smells like a six month old Sierra. Could be the green thing, yeah. I get your I get your your onion grass kind of notes, your scallion note, if you will. I didn't say that, but, but sure. But then when I drank it, it drank like a wheated old Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. So all your lager talk has me very confused, and I definitely have no sour. I just have, huh? It could be me, in my palate, but like, but you've right got now, me over my skis right now because I've no, got there. I've still got the soapy thing. So, Sophie, the first beer we had today, was, and it might have also been for you, it was a very cool little salt and pepper goza out of Australia. Mm -hmm. yep. And it seems to have skewed everything I've had since. I couldn't find... It was super good. We loved it. But I couldn't find coriander in it when we were tasting it. I was looking for it because of the salt. But then everything I've tasted since has ended up kind of soapy and waxy with a coriander tint to it. So I think... Wherever it was in that brew, it stained my palate a bit. So I don't want to be too mean here, but but part of what's going on in this beer for me is 
it's just kind of a stale soapy finish and like like oxidized hops not light struck hops but oxidized hops um i'll be shocked if this is a pilsner but like i said my mouth is not working for me here so there's a little bit of a crispness to it there is or it's that it's that bready crackery malt it's not christmas but there's a bready crackery malt and now that you said sierra nevada pale like i i understand where you're coming from but it doesn't strike me as roasted to like you know caramel malt or anything like that like it feels just still kind of base pills malt to me um i can't get over this carbonation every time i take a sip yeah. of this, this this thing just foams up in my mouth like i have rabies and it's i feel like i'm <laughs> drinking pellegrino yeah like the mm. bubbles are quite large right yeah it's really just it's sort of like a you know socket to you kind of thing um but that sourness it, it's it's like a bitter thing but it's also just like it's just a little bit of that waxy sour on the back end and again i i don't I, I don't know if I hate it, um, and I don't think that I do, but it is not – if it is Pilsner malt, my brain is in conflict because I usually like a much more clean finish, and this doesn't have that. I can definitely – so giving myself over to, John, you're usually right when I'm wrong. If I'm drinking the correct beer, yeah. I definitely get the Pilsner um, – notes but again the hopping is like it's cascade you know what i mean like the, sure. i'm not disagreeing with that but yeah somebody dry hopped a pilsner with cascade i don't know 2021's weird man sure i don't know sure. see you not know what cascade. we're you know you know what we're drinking, <laughs> no, no don't, don't give cascade. it away for you're not, not, allowed, not i know i've been instructed <laughs> not to divulge. but 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 knowing what it is though um you were taught you were agreeing with the bubbles but what the, the carbonation is insane yeah um, the fact that a can didn't <laughs> give out at all, if it seems because of it, not even because of secondary is, is no, is but it's also the bead on the, on the carbonation is super, super fine, yeah. right? Like it's, it's super prickly, which is cool, but all it's doing is accentuating that oxidized hop thing. But I'm just trying to, I'm Sophie, you know what this is though, but what are you finding in this beer? What are you enjoying or not in this beer? Um, I think for uh, just for the time of day, I'm in, you know, a little something quite bracingly bitter. I, and you were saying Sierra Nevada, kind of this bracing uh, hop on the tongue. Um, I mean, for me, I'm from the West Coast, so I enjoy that. Um, and, you know, I, th- I think what I, maybe that is, dominating over uh the malt character a tiny bit um but i i also i I have poured mine do you guys drink straight from the container like no we're we are we are an opaque black um wine glasses that's the that's the full experience yeah yeah, we're 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 in black tasting glasses (laughs) um so we can't see it I, I, what's funny is with this one, I can definitely see the head because it rises so high. Yeah, it's but insane. usually usually I try to obfuscate it. You know what I mean? I pour low in the glass, so even if you look, all you see is black. But there is a ton of white head jumping out of the glass every time I pour. 
Um, as I drink more of it, looking for what you guys are talking about, I'm finding an interesting kind of lemon sherbet aromatic to it, like a lemoniness. But that could be like my a, sour thing, like a creamy lemoniness. You know what I mean? Not like a not like a sorbet like or a meringue. Like interesting. Mm. Eh, I guess so. Meringues in my life, time of. great well yeah you're it's not too it's not too ultimate reality but yeah it's not citrusy enough but it's it's like lemon sherbet like a lemon semifredo if you will um okay oh i don't know i i i don't not like it and anything sierra always draws me but like i said my first reaction was old sierra Mm. yeah Mm. anyway let's move on where would I drink this? I would continue to drink it with you guys till I either loved or hated it. Because right now I can't tell which way it's going to go at the bottom of the can. But like, let's I, just keep drinking it and see I, what happens. Yeah, no, I feel I feel like I, if I was at a brewery and this was served to me, I would need to get a second half liter of it just to to sort of get to wow. the get to the bottom of it. So. I know what you mean, and that was kind of exactly what I said. Like, let's just keep drinking to see where it goes. But I don't know, man. The minute you said drinking it out of a half-liter mug, I feel like the middle of this would be like you'd be you'd be stuck committing to this for the rest of the day. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, this is so pronounced in its three or four notes. If you end up being right that it's a pilsner, and we were drinking this like you drink pilsners. You're not going to taste any of the other beers in the room after two half liters of this, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's like, I think my dad would love it. Like, I feel like if you, like, this is a great, if you're right, it's a Pilsner and I'm wrong, it's an ale because I'm I'm leading more and more to Pilsner as I drink it. If you're right, this would be a great craft for guys that grew up on those Becks and Lowenbrows I'm always talking about. It's an evolution of that kind of level of bitterness. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. right. Um, Fee, you you picked it, or you helped Justin Um, pick it. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Justin does his job. (laughs) No, uh, he picked this one. I don't. I actually, I hadn't tasted it, so I. Oh, fun! So this is your first tasting with it. What? All right. Before we give away what it is, did it do anything outside the bounds of what you expected, knowing what it was? Um. You know, I don't. I don't think so. I I think I'm sort of impressed by how aggressive the hops are, and listening to you guys speak, that you know that the factor there's possible oxidation or contamination. Um, but I think with this style, um, I was like pleasantly surprised for the bitterness level. Yeah. All right, so what is it, Cass? It is Green Ocean from Three Sons down in Florida. Dry, right. dry Hop Pilsner. Untapped says Vic Secret and uh, Motueka. So, uh, what? Uh, some of the Australians? Okay. Vic I, Secret I, and Motueka? Huh. Hmm. And, and hmm. Where, where in Florida? Yeah, they're uh, Dania Beach, Florida. Um, you're allowed to put beach in any town name. I was going to say that. that, Yeah, that's come on. They are at the coast in Florida. I forget which side I'm, but look at Florida's nothing but coast. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, all right, we'll figure it out. See what you can learn from us. Interesting. So let's get back to it. Fee, I, Justin gave me some notes from you guys. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think you open a beer shop in Brooklyn these days without some, some mission and, and directive here. But I'm interested. He, he seemed to hit three notes for me. One, there's talk of um, helping vision-impaired people. Super interesting. And an approach that seems to benefit what you guys are considering a clean, well-lighted place for a tasting room to be and not a dark, you know, monk's chamber. Mm. Um, and then two, was is, is, the, is it entirely staffed by and run by and owned by women? Uh, or did question. I read that wrong? I think, no, I no. think Justin said that. I can check the notes. But it's Justin well, notes, so they're pretty You got big. notes? First? I, uh... I did. <laughs> Uh, well, first off, uh, it is owned by a woman, Krista, um, and she has uh, she's worked in the NYC beer community for some time. Um, the staff, however, I think it's, um, it is both women and men. Um, okay. So in terms of which speak, uh, there are also men in the coven. Um, warlocks warlocks i know what a male witch is whatever they want to whatever you can (laughs) whatever they identify as whatever whichever kind of witch they are good bad Um, male female yeah so you know on that level we wouldn't want to obviously wouldn't want to (laughs) exclude gender or anything like that um and and i mean that sort of ties into in general wanting to be an inclusive space for any kind of beer drinker out there um and i mean just to to pop back to the first question um it is a yeah a space that abides by the uh it is hospitable to people with uh disabilities so for those who are visually impaired um who are hard of hearing and you know that's something in terms of design and um how the how the bar functions it would sort of be different than quote unquote a regular bar um and augie you said like a monk's bar like the, the whatever the the whisper bar is at the yep. village like so dark and you know you can't maybe you can't even see the full color or is there clarity in my beer glass? Or if you're in a, a brewery on a, you know, a Saturday or a Sunday and it's blasting music, there's tons of people, you know, you, you know, that can impact uh, how you might perceive, perceive your beverage if you're in sort of a, slightly calmer or just more well-lit place um just so everyone can be on the same same level when they're drinking their beer nice that's really that's very cool he also mentions beer write-ups talk about that program and what's going on there as it pertains to these missions like the Mm -hmm. shelf talkers you mean Yeah. yeah But shelf yeah. talkers to me always mean we printed out the level, the rating on Beer Advocate and <laughs> walked away. So I imagine this is something I would call different than a shelf talker. But go on. Yeah. Um, I mean, as uh, 
as one of the people I, Krista and I together, we work on the shelf talkers. Um, it's a, uh, for one, it's a way to help orient customers um, to styles, like our layout, we have uh, about six fridges, seven, and uh, they're just categorized. So we, we have a dedicated lager fridge, which is so exciting. We have mm. a session oh. fridge. We have a strong fridge. So on a, like on a baseline, that helps, that helps you decide, like, do I want something strong? Do I want a lager? We have two dedicated hoppy fridges. Um, we also have a local fridge. So what was the last fridge you, you dipped a bit? Oh, local. So Oh, local. Got you. New so wait, York in City. Brooklyn though, I was yeah, I was going to say like, what is local? Cause you probably have 15 breweries within a four mile radius. Sure. Um, it's, it's mostly New York state. Um, you know, Connecticut and Jersey will work their way into the fridge if you know, we need to fill the space kind of thing. But it, for the most part, it's always New York city and New York state breweries. Nice. And you, you mentioned there's an, a, a fridge dedicated to older or aged beers. Um, no, there's, so no. we have a, a strong, strong beer. I'm sorry. Strong beers. So things that are above 7%. Okay. Um, it's, it's also laid out in such a way that corresponds to, um, you know, the, judging beer judging standards so uh the session fridge things that are under five percent okay and how you might talk about beer in a with a any kind of level of cicerone certification um sorry that the strong and old got uh conflated in my mind as i've been drinking beer number two oh. john's li <laughs> john john's lived a long life trying to convince people that old is better than strong so you just <laughs> fell for that um let's I mean, talk it's about just, beer it's, too, it's how i live my life so you so, know so you know i have a vision of fee gently trying to guide justin to great choices and instead him starting at the strong fridge pulling one out like the one we're currently drinking and then just going two fridges to the left or two fridges to the right to round out the rest, knowing that he'll screw our children for Saturday afternoon because daddy, daddy did another show and Justin sent another 10%er in the last spot. Um, but I, I keep working for you. You're clearly get, making him better at his job. <laughs> yeah. We've been getting more interesting stuff. Um, what do you think of beer number two there, Mr. Hall? I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm trying to figure I, the reason I said old was just simply because this feels like it has some age on it and it feels like a it has a lot of it, but like purposeful. And like, it's one of those things where, you know, somebody says, you know, drink this 10 years, you know, like we're bottling it now, but don't drink it for 10 years. Like th this is like one of those, you know, like some of those old Avery bottles that, um, uh, that Andy Parker used to make in those 12 ounces with the gold foil kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. like the, it, it, it has that kind of deliberate age to it. And it's a little soy and it's, it's yeah, dark it's definitely raisin. an umami. It's definitely an umami beer, Yeah, but fudgy as well. Like there's this really good, rich, thick, 
sticks to the roof of your mouth fudge type uh, uh, chocolate sweetness to it. I'm, I'm, I'm enamored and already plotting out my afternoon nap. Yeah, the um, the soy note is is real. Um, and it's it's like good soy. Yeah. it's not it's not plastic packet uh, at your to go place. Like this is this is good soy. So when I first smelled it, Salty. and it, it blew off quick. Yeah. So maple bacon, which made me think smoke, but it doesn't oh, taste. Right. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't taste smoky. But the first smell I got was like a sugar cured bacon, mm-hmm. which I was like. Oh, he sent John a rock beer because no. you know, obviously you guys are in cahoots. But the minute I started tasting it, yeah, I got like some blueberry, some soft chocolate, not fudgy like you're describing, or or not dark fudgy, which is what I'm hearing, but more more cho- you know, more mid brown fudge. And then that soy thing is that soy umami, that whole kind of oxidized multi richness is is definitely the thing that keeps pulling me back to it. But I'm loving that that it's like a like a you know how everywhere you go when you go to a diner, there's the local professions breakfast, so be it lumberjack or fisherman or whatever, but it's you know, two pancakes, two slices of bacon, two sausages, two eggs, home fries and toast. Yes. Make those pancakes blueberry, and this beer smells like that plate to me. Boy, you're going really deep. I, uh, yeah. I got a whole bunch of all those bread things, and they're different bread things, and they're mm-hmm. sweet bread things. Yeah, and then I've got, like I said, the bacon thing I can't get away from, but it's no, not it, smoky. It's no. more like a cure. It's, bra- it's brown sugar, it, but it's dark brown sugar, and it's, yeah. This is, it's I mean, funny. The, this it's is... funny how quickly my palate harmonized to this, right? Fee, before you'll remember, I was complaining that the first beer of the day had kind of put the next two beers out of whack. Yeah. This beer, this beer quickly was like, yeah, you're done with all that shit, Augie. You're, you're <laughs> living here for the rest of the afternoon. And it's... You're going to open up palette. that brewery yeah. cellar of yours now? I, I may. Yeah, but what I love about it (laughs) is no judgment. No judgment, my friend. I don't think there's an adjunct in here, right? When we talk about no skillful brewing, like as much fun as it is to taste a beer that has blueberries and pancakes and you know toaster waffles in it. That's why I was surprised that you brought that up because. But it's much more interesting to have them evoked, yes, than flavored. And this smells like all of that to me, but it tastes like a stout. Yes. And it has, and, and it's interesting that you say stout because I was sort of jumping around of like, like, what is this? Is this an old ale? Like, is this, you know, could this be a barley wine? Although the malt's not quite there, but there is that coffee, that, that black patent malt coffee smack mm-hmm. on the, on the finish that really brings it into stout territory for me at least. And I don't what even I've been smell real- a barrel. Like the booze smells like beer booze. Yeah, no, and that and that's sort of as I've been sort of diving deeper on this, like vanilla or blueberry syrup or whatever else people could put into this. It's all there. It, it might be fun, but like the just the simple base beer of this is, and it's in a bomber, right? Is this like a twenty-two ouncer? Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I walked away from it. Like, good Lord. It's yeah. definitely in a bottle. But here's the thing. So remember that yeah, time? Yeah, but it's a we, big bottle. Yeah. Uh, you're talking thick, big You're going to mention bottle. big beers. No, no, no. No, I'm not. I'm going to mention it. So we had Westy show up on the show at some point. Somebody brought uh-huh. us a bottle. We were drinking bland like this. And it's that same feeling where, so when people ask about best beer in the world, and I always talk about when I was coming up, that was Vesterlaven. And there's no better proof than the fact that it showed up on the show. John and I drank it blind. And for half an hour, talked about all the things we thought they might have put in it. And it changed every sip. And since you know the Belgian beer tradition, you know that it's, you know, it's definitely not malt. You know, it's definitely not straight four ingredients, but it's a four ingredient beer, right? There's probably some candy sugar in it, but you know what I mean? It's a classic traditional, all those flavors and all that shit you're getting is the yeast and the different roasts and that whatever. And it does all the flavors you would put in a beer without it. And that's what makes it one of the greatest beers in the world. Well, this tastes like the stout version of that, right? Like, yeah. Like it's it. I keep coming up with more different interesting things I taste and smell that people, even myself included, I'm not saying I don't, but you know, stuff we throw in beers for fun. This beer, uh, unless if this is an adjunct beer, good job balancing your adjuncts. But if this is a traditional four ingredient beer, I think this is why we started adjuncting. Like you smell things like blueberry and you think man, it'd be fun to make something taste even more like blueberry. And you do that by adding blueberry. Where sipping this beer on this four beer palette, it just keeps going. Is that, you know, is that, I got a Twinkie at one point. I got a Twinkie at one point. Like I was drinking this beer. I was like, that's a Twinkie. What was the last time you had a Twinkie? What does it matter, John? The fucking preservatives in that thing made it stay on my tongue till today. Fee, Fee, you you know what this is. I, I imagine you did. You pick this it. Before. You pick this, right? There's no way Justin found this. I, I I believe I pointed it out, but yeah, there it is. It's a can, you know, can we fire Justin? Gentlemen, our new producer. Okay. <laughs> you you've been hired, Fee. You've been hired, Fee, Fee Doyle. I'll be in a you know intern, a paid intern, if you can do that. <laughs> well, uh, we don't. Nobody nobody on the show gets paid, so you'd be the first paid person. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, but if also, you're interested in owning like real estate, we can free, talk to you so. about that. Yeah. <laughs> you might you might get a wood panel basement in the Poconos out of it. Yeah, yeah, we can't pay you, <laughs> but we'll buy you a house. Why did you point Justin towards this? Well, tell us um, what it is. It right. is. You're ready? Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's uh this is from what is this? Jesus. It looks like Adidas made it. Uh, the name of it is Comez. It's, Comez. Uh, it's Com- a brewery. As you are. K-O-M-E-S. Yeah, it's a brewery. 12%. Poland, Russian Imperial Stout. Nice. Good job, people. Does it have all the description on the bottle like it has on the website? I'm happy to divulge a, a little more. I can't, yeah, I can't see shit it. on the bottle. My eyes are bad. But it looks like there's an Adidas symbol at the bottom of the label. You're going to love it, man. Top fermenting beer matured for six months, especially appreciated by beer lovers all over the world. I've never heard of this brand, but yes. Distinct well, roasted John, John you're not a beer lover. You're a beer reporter. Uh, that's also true. Rye malt. Uh, what do you got? Boast beer. Wait, there's Belgium. rye in this? It's yeah, a small amount of rye. 
roasted, it's roasted yeah, barley. Roasted barley does a yeah. lot of the the work here for what you guys were talking about. Like yeah. the really oh, repeating so good. roasted character, I think. Yeah. How long has this been aging? So six months. No, 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 no. Six months is before they bottle it, dude. Yeah, so they lager twenty nine, twenty one. So this is new. Yeah, this is new. They give it a 36-month shelf life. Time is the most valuable ingredient. No, 629, it hasn't even happened yet. That's, that's a valid point. I had it, that occurred to me. That's next week. Yeah. Wow. Are we Dude. drinking beer from the future? Are we drinking this, aged beer from the future? This beer yes. changed time. This beer changed time. This is the best <laughs> beer I've ever had in my life. So can, I, can either of you young people with good eyes tell me what the fuck the glasses on the back represent? Is it a maturation indicator? It's, yes. Fresh and fruity, dry and complex from left to right. Yeah. Fresh and yeah. roasted. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, I dig it. If they can recommend that you could age it for 36 months and then that's the That's evolution. the graduation. Yeah. I think I want to age this for 36 months. If I this do doesn't too. if this doesn't come out till next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go 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 buy some now. I think it's the be rush happens. cool as fuck what happens. And this is like when we were first drinking Black Ops. Yeah, yeah. this is You know what I mean? Like this is a 2-year beer for sure. I know they say 3, but you know what I mean? Like if I had 4 it of says, these It says having drank one today. But yeah. Okay. So it's lot, lot number, number it's lot what, number next week. Yeah. Oh six twenty nine twenty one. So June twenty nine twenty if I'm re I, I and then there's like another slash one. So maybe that means maybe the slash one at the end of this disappears next week. Uh because like we're reading it a week in advance. I have no idea. But either way it doesn't matter. I wanna, I'm excited I by this beer. This is a really yeah. neat beer. I want I want to own a case to of too. this. And where's the, this is a Polish beer? Poland, yeah. Uh, brewery, brewery, Brewer Fortuna. It looks like they have a bunch of other brands too. Um, cool. I want to some loggers and stuff. This looks like a place that we need to uh, take our Patreon. Yeah, money yeah. To. Don't don't sleep on this, thieves. Yeah, and get it because right. Get right now. It releases next week. Yeah. You um, go, or you could go to Beer Witch and get it today. Or, yeah. Yeah. Beer, beer witch. So yeah. you you say there's no witchcraft. Ask for the you've uh, got ask for the you've got next week's beer. Well, yeah. you have a lot of uh, seasoned New York City beer professionals working there. You know, I yeah. you know I can I have some amazing coworkers, uh, and uh, you know we all know what we like and know what's fun and good so um, that's awesome yeah i i couldn't be more impressed with this beer this it's it's funny it was i was kind of you know i was like oh, i guess maybe my palate's just dead today but man am i excited by this beer kick ass um, thanks so well wait we got i oh, want to yeah. wrap up i want to yeah. wrap up with fee about the shop because well no i'm just saying i'm saying thanks for picking the oh beer. thanks for the beer yeah <laughs> thanks thanks for making apparently no, i wasn't i wasn't making her like, off Thanks for making it look like Justin finally was paying attention for the last four or five months. You're a welcome addition to the show, whether you know it or not. <laughs> um, but so, so tell us more about the show. Tell us more about that. Like it's, you know, Brooklyn, when I, God, 10 years ago, when I was wandering into Brooklyn, there was like a shop or two to, to buy good beer at. And sure. now you say there's 15 breweries with it, or John says there's 15 breweries within four miles of you. How, how, 
how what's going on there's obviously something to the shop that it's attracting the talent you're speaking of which of which you're speaking and like what besides the things we've already touched on talk about just the the shopping experience at Beerwitch and and what what's the right way to walk in because there's nothing i like better than a store where you can where you can default to what the fuck should i drink i like this right um well um you know if we're happy to help you if you have no clue what you're looking for and honestly that's some of my favorite my favorite questions are when people are like even you know extremely introductory things of what's the difference between an ale and a lager and um having that that idea like that having that opportunity to uh just explain what what i love about beer what we what we might love about beer um and then you know past that you know it's the sort of the retail experience of is is this someone who wants some hype ipas we have that is this someone who wants like a sick imperial stout from poland yeah we got that <laughs> you want like a uh, crazy uh you know do you want some wild fermented cool ship uh you want some goozes you want some super traditional uh czech lager yeah um, <laughs> like we got yeah. you you know it's, That's it's awesome. sort of this like the idea that um you know beer as we know it is such a such a huge and long history that I think in, you know, in terms of the beer industry, uh, you know, a lot of what gets sold is, is, you know, very limited scope of what beer is in its entirety as a beverage. So um, just presenting it um, with the range of styles, flavors, um, and yeah, being, you know, if someone wants to talk about, uh, like I had someone this week asking me about uh, what's the difference between a goza and a goose? That was so, Justin, right? No. <laughs> it was Actually, Justin. Uh, you could say it. It's, it's, it you're not, you're, no, no. You, you're, not, you're not breaking the fourth wall. You could no, tell no, us. No. <laughs> yeah. No, so this week uh, we actually, um, we finally put bar stools at our bar because we've been operating all under COVID, uh, COVID law, <laughs> I'll say. Um, and then finally, with some of the restrictions lifted, like we have, we have people sitting across from us and drinking and talking to us. So we have, a, like, we have this really cool uh, Tilkin collaboration goose on tap on draft right now. It could be gone at the oh, moment, yeah. but um, you know that kind of thing of just being happy to tell people what what's this about and can I try something different? Like, yeah. Yeah. So but definitely tell us about, it. tell us about bar service. How many taps do people buy bottles and open them at the bar? How's that all play out? And one of the more interesting, so I have a, we were talking about being accessible and, and so on and so forth. One of the charities I support and I'm friends with is wheeling forward, which is trying to get, you know, fine dining to be more wheelchair accessible for servers so that they can take those jobs. 
but it's made me aware of things like bar heights and stuff. Is that considered? Is 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 this a thing that you know? I mean, how do how do things like that go to to extend that part of the conversation into this part? Like, can you roll up to that bar and, and drink and get things done? How's that service working? Um, you know, my my knowledge on this is limited, uh, but uh, I think Krista, the owner, she. Um, she has a uh she is living with a disability it's a visual and oral degenerative uh syndrome okay and um not to say that i think wheelchair accessibility is right what you're speaking to but um we can't solve everything at one time well no but but we can definitely make efforts in areas exactly um you know we obviously we have wheelchair ramps and mm-hmm. um you know just in general having having an awareness just having an awareness that people have different uh abilities to interact uh, and or socialize um and i think something for me personally that if like working through the pandemic and this sort of like new this how this has changed our socializing and now that uh we're coming you know quote unquote transitioning out of it um like how like how that has changed and how you you would hope <laughs> that people yep. would, might be more aware of um i'm not going to assume anything i know anything about this person's experience and so um let me like be hospitable and throw my ego out the door and that's sort of a i believe myself included like all the people at beer witch approach service in that way well that's that's definitely unique in craft beer so thank you for that Mm -hmm. um i'm gonna i'm gonna digress here and do a plug since it seems to tie in we over at the Carton Houses have recently become aware of something that kind of ties in here, which is BeMyEyes.com. Um, yesterday, but basically, it's it's a way of linking smartphones so that people with visual impairments and situations can get assistance from volunteers. Basically, what you're saying is somebody who can't read at a read a thing in a store or might need help with color differentiation or allergens you just end up in a queue and basically they just ding you pictures and you tell them what they're looking at to help them through that situation it's just a way to make everything more accessible and if it works out it's if it works out it's super free it's super easy and it's a super good thing um and of course if it turns into chat roulette where it's just random people showing you their body parts i apologize but it seems super hopeful and it seems super cool and it seems super easy. So we've all signed up for it. And I think, you know, making the world more accessible for everybody is a good thing. And, and anybody trying to do that should keep doing that. So thanks to you guys for the same, but maybe this helps. And if you guys are aware yeah. of it, maybe you can push people to it. Um, thank you for that. That's so cool. Um, and I love that approach. And I love that you made Justin a much better beer buyer because it's it's <laughs> definitely made it's made the last three months or so much more interesting. 
Thank you for doing Pleasure. that. Hey, yeah. hey, Cass, wake up, Cass. Put the bong down. I'm, um, I'm I've been here, man. I'm in I've here. Been. I'm I've been here re- researching beer witch. The place looks lovely. You got you out here doing this? You gotta you gotta get over there and have yourself a beer. Um can, right, I, so, can I sneak in off hours uh, on Wednesday when I'm in so I can get a bottle of this stout? <laughs> yeah. Wait, are you off hours? What's up with off hours? Well, it means, I, it means I need to be canning in, somebody's beer canning, and it needs to be I'll, in be, my I'll be yeah, I'll be in a neighborhood canning, but I, I can't be there at two o'clock when you open, so I need preferential treatment. I'm happy. All right, to do that off air, Cass. Yeah. <laughs> I've, already Cass text, I've already texted Kennedy to grease the wheels. Cass, um, stop being stop being the worst. Kennedy literally clearly lives in the store and owes him the fact that John hasn't fired him yet this year. So I'm sure he can get over there for you. Um so do you have a letter? Did Kennedy provide two letters this week or no letter? No, nope, no letter today. Son of a bitch, Kennedy. Anyway, Fee, thanks so much for taking the time and hanging out with us. I am super excited. I think I'm in Brooklyn in the next two weeks. And if I am, I will swing by for sure. And hopefully I get to shake your hand in person and say thanks for coming on. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. But, um, nice. Mostly nice I want to hoard this fucking beer before the before the thieves buy it all. Come. As you are. That is fucking good stat. Um, all right. Thank you for that. And Fee, thanks for making the time. Thanks for hanging in there with us. Justin, this might have been the best two shows you've ever produced. Well done. Um, Cass, how do they give us money so that we can keep sending beers from Brooklyn to this house and I can learn about things I'm going to go buy? Yes. Patreon.com slash steal this beer. We thank you all that uh, give us those dollars and pennies and multiple dollars. They do go a long way and, and help us uh, get beers to our guests. So we have a, a very nice show. Um, we thank you. Follow us on all social medias at steal this beer. Send us love letters and hate mail at steal this beer podcast at gmail.com and see what we're drinking on untapped uh, feet. Uh, where can I find you guys on the uh, the interwebs and gals? So, yes, the guys yeah, and the, gals. the uh, witches, the, the witches, witches coven, the witches, the, the witches, coven, the witches and warlocks. The coven on, on Bergen Street. Um, <laughs> yeah, we are we are on Instagram at Beer Witch Brooklyn, and uh, there is plenty information on beerwitchbrooklyn.com. Uh, there's about beer history, women in beer, and um, yeah, just follow us, come drink with us, uh, ask us questions. Done. I'm going to be the first in line two weeks from now. I guess that's not really first in line. What a fool I am. Anyway, we will see you soon. Thanks for joining us. Hey, y'all, write us letters so that it doesn't get embarrassing for Justin in the second show. And um, on that, just get at us. Cheers. <laughs>